Fifty Words, Volume One, by Chan Master Sheng Yan. Right attitudes as an aid to practice. From Chan Newsletter, Number Seventeen, November, nineteen eighty one. When you start practicing meditation, your first goal is to learn your method to the point where body discomforts are not a problem. And the mind is fairly well settled. The next phase of practice is to use the method to unify body with mind, and then with self and universe. When body and mind are one, you are comfortable and at ease physically and mentally. If you can go further to where self and environment are one, you will feel that nothing in the world is separate from you. And everybody's well-being is your direct concern. If you have not progressed this far, just continue your regular meditation, but also cultivate wholesome attitudes in your daily life. Realize that your ways of thinking contain great potential, and if you direct your mind correctly and act accordingly, you will achieve your goal easier than with meditation alone. We should work on our attitudes towards ourselves and towards others. First, we should give up at least some of our selfishness. If we do this, our vexations will lessen, and we will be more able to help others. What is selfishness? It means seeking more of what we desire and trying to avoid what we dislike. Both attitudes are self-centered. In fact, the prevailing modern mentality is to be over-concerned with one's own benefit. So, although the standard of living today may be high, people are spiritually lacking, unable to find security, tranquility, and happiness. A good solution is the attitude that whatever comes will come in due time, and whatever goes. Will go in due course. Whatever you have is yours, but there is no reason to be proud of your successes or remorseful about your failures. There is no use in worrying about possible future misfortunes or dreaming about a golden future. Our present situation depends very much upon our family background, our education, and our own efforts. We can easily recognize these factors because they relate to this life, but there are many circumstances that cannot be explained by these factors alone. For instance, two people of the same background and intelligence may not meet with similar fortunes. This is because our karma does not pertain only to this life, but has been influenced by countless past lives. Thus. If we meet with misfortune, we should view it as repaying a former debt, and we should feel happy that in repaying the debt we now owe less. On the other hand, if we meet with success, this means that we are withdrawing the wealth we have deposited in our past lives, so there is no reason to feel any pride. In fact, the more wealth we take out. The less will remain in the invisible bank. 
So we should take care not to exhaust our deposit, and we must even make an effort to deposit more by engaging in meaningful activities. If we accept the truth of karma, we will not harbor so much resentment, and we will be able to take more positive actions in shaping our future. As for others, we are often overly critical and expect too much. We are upset if they are less than perfect, according to our preconceived ideas of them. If we were more forgiving and compassionate, we would ask ourselves how we would act in a similar position. As a result, we would be less vexed. Others will find us easier to befriend, and they may even turn to us for help. There is a saying that fish cannot live in water. That is absolutely clear. In other words, we should be satisfied with less than perfection from others. There is no denying that some people have bad intentions. There are those who will keep their distance when you really need help, and when you are in a good situation, they offer you their help, hoping you will reciprocate. But you should not think of them as evil. If people take advantage of you, be thankful for the chance to repay a karmic debt. If you add resentment and revenge to an already difficult situation, the other person will respond in kind, and so it goes in an endless cycle. Rather, move them with compassion, let the incident go, and the next time, offer your help without reservation. He may be touched. And become your best friend. There is a common phrase in Buddhism to the effect that one cannot conceive of all causes and conditions. What this means is that relationships and situations constantly change, and we cannot predict what may happen even a second from now. If someone deceives you, it is a result of a combination of contributing causes and conditions. They may act differently. Given a different set of causes and conditions, a proper understanding of this truth will not only dispel aversion or resentment towards something that happens to you, but will allow you to influence others for the good, thus creating a better environment for everyone.